We trust you will receive a blessing as we worship together around the Word of God. And we invite you to come to our services uh, at King's Edition here in South Shore, Kentucky. Our text for today is found in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. 1 Peter, chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. But, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. My subject for today is simply what we believe. What we believe. We certainly cannot tell everything we believe in one message. We could not do it in many messages. It would be a long time. But I thought for the sake of the uh, audience, and when we go over the air, it's necessary that we let people know what we stand for. In verse 15 of our text, it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. We're not ashamed of what we believe, and we believe that there are many people that should, they claim to trust God and believe in what the Bible teaches, but many times they object to the doctrine that we stand for. Someone said, I get tired of hearing doctrine all the time. Well, doctrine simply means teaching, and the Bible is nothing but doctrine. And so, uh, one must not get tired of hearing doctrine, because that's what we believe and what we stand for. And I, when I give this, this is, this is a brief, a very brief account of what we believe, uh, and to cover a a good portion of it, I will probably in most cases use just one verse as a reference, but I will try to make a, uh, make it uh, understandable um, for this. It will not include every detail of what we believe, but merely general topics. When I was first called to preach, I was a very young man, and I was uh, scared to death, and yet at the same time, I was honored that God called me to preach. And right after I was called to preach, I was told of a school down in South Carolina 
where I could go and learn a little bit about biblical teaching and so on and so forth. Now, on the way there, I was on the bus, and on the way there, I was thinking about that, and I got to thinking, well, I ought to have a special verse that would be my verse, that would kind of be part of me. And I was, you know, being young and inexperienced and all of that, I thought I, I, I thought I was going to try to get everything in order of what I would be doing the rest of my life. And I found out that you never get done trying to get your life in order. But anyhow, my verse that I took for that time is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I've always kept that in my mind and uh, as a spatial verse for me. And these verses says this, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I thought this was a good verse, a good passage, these two verses, to begin in a young preacher's uh, thoughts and so on, but it's good for the rest of us at all times. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, not just part of it. Lean not unto your own understanding. Get the understanding from the Lord. And in, in all thy ways acknowledge him. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Everything you do. And he shall direct thy paths. This was the verses that I took when I first was called to preach. As I was on my way to my first school to go to to study about the Bible and things like that. In the passage that we use for our text, 1 Peter three, fourteen through 16, it tells us, if you suffer for righteousness' sake, that should make you happy. Don't complain that you're suffering. Don't, don't ask why or wonder why. Just be thankful that you are. Because if you're serving God, there are going to be people, and Satan will do things to try to, uh, to cause all kinds of problems in your life. And Paul said, But if you suffer for righteousness' sake, be thankful. Happy are you. And don't be afraid of the terror of people and don't be troubled because people uh, cause you problems because they will. Satan tries to get people to do, uh, to, to complain and, and fuss about what you stand for. And he says, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart. Not somebody else's. It's not my or anybody else's uh, responsibility to judge other people. That the Lord does the judging of them. We are to uh, be thankful to the Lord and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And when I read that verse, I thought, hmm, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Be ready always 
to give an answer. And that made me realize how much, how necessary it is for God's people to study the Bible. Many people, I've known people that leave their Bible at church so that when they get here, they won't they won't have to worry about carrying it in and out, I guess. It'll be in here, and they'll just pick it up and use it for the worship service and then, uh, then go home. And I've found that most of those people only come on once, one or, once or twice a week, if that often. But um, the Bible is something that should go with you wherever you go at all times. It should be something that, uh, that is special in your life. And so, we're going to go through and look a little bit at some of the things that we believe in here at church, because we're not ashamed of what we believe. And um, so, and, and uh, as I said, it'll just be uh, a verse for each point, and, and just, uh, just a kind of a, a quick covering of what we believe and to talk about what we believe and stand for in this church and and uh, with this pastor and so on begins right from the very beginning with Almighty God. Almighty God is um, is our God. He is our spatial uh, one. He is the supreme being. He is the one that watches over us and goes with us and all of that. So what, what do we think about God? In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 7, it tells us about God, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. The first thing that we find that the Bible teaches us about God is that He's three in one. He's a triune God. He's God the Father who is in heaven watching over the whole world. He sees everything. He knows everything. He knows what's going on. Whenever anything happens to us, He knew it was going to happen. And through all of those, I've had times when, when I thought, well, uh, I don't know whether I'd have the strength to go through some of the things that people go through. But God gives His people the strength to go through whatever they have to face. Whatever they have to face. He gives them strength. He is a triune God. God the Father who's in heaven, watching over everything, God the Son, who came on earth, took, on, took a human form, and became the sacrifice. Now, Christ, being God, they could not have killed Him. But as he, when He came and took on Him human form, he was, he was born of a virgin, and He grew up, and in his lifetime as a child, he never one time did anything wrong. He did not sin at any time. 
uh, oftentimes we we know that sometimes a baby will cry just because he wants attention. Cry like there's something terribly wrong, but always wanting his attention. Christ never cried and at the wrong time, just when it was necessary. He grew up as a young lad, and he lived for just a few years in his ministry, and then he died for his people. During the time that he was here on earth, he was he did not sin in any way. He didn't have an earthly father. He didn't inherit sin like we do. He had he was without sin from the time he was born until he went back to heaven. All that time he was without sin. Someone said it's impossible for anybody to be without sin. No, it isn't. Christ did. But we don't. We sin sometimes. But the point is that God is a triune God. He is God in heaven. He poured Himself into human form and walked upon earth as Jesus our Savior and became our sacrifice. And while He died, He didn't die because He deserved to die. He didn't. And He had no sin, so the wages of sin is death, so He couldn't die. But He took our sin. He put our sins upon Himself and He died for us. Then after He was dead and buried... He was raised and um, uh, he was then went back to heaven as God and continued there until the time he comes to take us to be with him. The Holy Spirit is, the, is what becomes the part of God that comes in us. And when we're saved, the Spirit of God enters into us and helps us with understanding the Scriptures. And uh, we seek the leadership of God in everything that we do. Why do we do that? Because the Spirit of God is in us and will give us understanding of how we should live and what we should do and how we should obey and all those things. God is a triune God, the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, or the Word, as it's called, the Word was what they called Jesus and the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. God is one, a triune God, one God with three uh, persons: God the Son, God the Ho- the Word, and God the Holy Ghost. So, what we believe about God is that He's everywhere. He's in heaven, He's in earth, He's in us. He's all over the world. Every person that's been saved and ever, or will be saved, He watches over them. He watches over His people. In Psalm 135 and verse 6, it says, Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did He in heaven, in heaven and in earth, and the seas in all deep places. Now this verse tells me that God is a sovereign God. He does everything perfectly and right in heaven, in earth, in the seas, in all deep places. There's not a place 
that God doesn't know where you are. There's not a thing that we think or say that God doesn't know what we think or say. We are a God is a sovereign God. He knows all things and He does all things. And He leads all His people in the ways that they should go. So, we have a God that is a triune God. He's in heaven all the time. He's on earth. He came on earth as a human being to be our sacrifice. And, and He's the Holy Spirit that's all over, all over the world in all of God's people. That's what we believe about God. Briefly. We don't have time to go into... We, we could have sermon after sermon for a long time and not cover everything about God. But just to let you know just what it is that we believe about God, that should tell you uh, uh, briefly what we believe about Almighty God. So we worship God not just on Sunday and Wednesday. We worship God every day, every moment. And we should remember Him where we are. We, set, we obey Him. That's why we go to church and we worship and we praise God. We obey Him because He gave us a place to worship, to get away from the ungodly world into a building that was sanctified as the house of God to give glory to God. So, the first point that I, that I mentioned about the, what we believe is God. And this, we can, we can spend entire sermons on the fact that God is God. The next thing is His Word, the Bible. The Bible. In 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, um, Chapter 3 and verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. But verse 16. All Scripture... Not part of it, but all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Nobody wrote what they wanted. Even though the different writers wrote in their style of writing, they only wrote what God gave them to write. And it's profitable. Never, uh, you never, the, the most valuable item that you have in your home or in your, in, your, in your possession, is the Bible. There's nothing in your home or that you have that is more precious and more valuable than the Word of God because it teaches you everything you need to know. It teaches you all about the things of God. He's sovereign. He's everywhere. And the Bible is inspired by God. That's why we learn, uh, we use the Bible. That's why we study the Bible. It is the, um, the, the main thing. All Scripture, not part of it, all of it, given by inspiration of God. 
Men wrote it, but they wrote only what God directed them to write. Paul didn't, we, we sometimes say Paul said, which is really not a good term. And I try not to say it when I, I do sometimes, but I try not to. I'm just, when I say that, I'm just pointing out that someone was the writer of the book, Timothy, was a book that uh, Paul wrote, a letter that Paul wrote uh, to Timothy, and that's what this, this is. Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote the book of first and second books of first and second Timothy as letters to the young preacher Timothy. But it's given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for teaching, in other words, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And the reason is that we who are His people may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. The only way we can stand before God in prayer is because we've been made perfect in Christ Jesus. I can see that I'm not going to be able to go through the whole message in one message. I'll finish it this evening, or maybe not finish it. I don't know. We'll see. Anyhow, the point that we need to see is the Bible, the Word of God, what we have here, this. This is God's Word. We call it God's Word. We call it the Holy Bible. It is uh, made up of 66 books. And in this Bible, we have instructions. We have uh, portions of it that reproves us. Portions of it that corrects us in our uh, life. And instructs us in the ways of righteousness. It is inspired of God. God inspires the people who wrote it. Inspired the people who wrote it. And the Bible is, is our, the only book that we need to learn from. In the early days of America, uh, the, um, the, the families, uh, usually the, the parents taught their children they didn't have public schools and everything like that. But the, the book, their textbook was always the Bible. The textbook was the Bible. The Bible is ready. It's in there. It has everything we need to give us the education that we need to live in this world. The Bible is inspired by God. And it's for our learning the Bible was also uh, to reprove us or correct us when we're doing the wrong thing. Many a time, if you're reading the Bible, you'll read a verse that kind of, you say, oh, I didn't know that was in the Bible. Or, oh, well, that, that's talking to me. It's talking to you. It is teaching you, instructing you in the things that you need to know, reproving you when you're doing wrong. And oftentimes a preacher is preaching a message which God intends it not just to be a message that he preaches, but to be something that will, uh, will touch some people and, and let them know God knows. The preacher doesn't, but God knows 
what you're doing is wrong or you're not doing what's right or something like that. And the Bible is used to guide us in the ways that we should go. So we can learn the things that are right. So we can do that which is pleasing to God. So the Bible is inspired by God. You know, we have, we have the Word of God. It's something special. At home, my chair is next to a little table, coffee table, and I, I leave, not, not this one, I leave my home study Bible, right there by my chair where I can reach it and, and study or read it whenever I, I want to and need to. It's something special. And I, I maybe it's me, but I don't allow anything to put, be put on top of the Bible. I don't, I don't, you know, sometimes people lay like, uh, like you know, a songbook and then lay the Bible on top of it or lay something else on top of it. We all have things that we, uh, that sometimes is covered with other stuff on top of it. The Bible at my home never has anything laid on top of it because the Bible is the only book in our home that's the more, most precious, important thing we have. It's the Word of God. It should be respected. It should be uh, kept special in our life. It's something that we should consider more than anything else. Preach the Word. Be instant in season, out of season. That means any time. When good days or bad days or whatever. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. The Word of God is special, something special. In 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 20. Then, oh, let's see, I looked at the wrong reference, sorry about that. Uh, 21, verse 21. I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality. Take whatever you're doing for the glory of God. Don't take one more important than another. And don't think that uh, something should be arranged differently. Whatever you're doing, do it the best of your ability. Do it with your whole being. Because you're doing what God would have you to do. You're studying? Study. That's why I've never, as I've told you before, I've never said that I want everybody to read a chapter a day. Because there's been times when I've started to read a chapter and I've hit on a portion of it that I want to study more. And I've I got to get to, had to think, well, I'm told to read a chapter, but I find this portion something that I need to know more about. I'd rather we read the Bible by verses 
rather than by chapters. If two or three verses is all you read and you study it out, that's more important than reading a chapter and not paying attention to what you read. And that's what happens too many times. The Bible is the inspired Word of God. It teaches us everything we need to know. And we, uh, we don't need anything else. I've got a lot of books about the Bible that people have given me and things like that. But none of them are more important than the Word of God. The Bible is inspired by God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He used different ones. The Spirit taught us the things we need to know and directed the writers to write what God, what God would have them to write. And I've gotten to two points of my message and the time's up. So we will... Um, continue this message this evening and I'll have more time I'll spend maybe spend longer time this evening but um, this is the uh, purpose of this message is to teach the things that we stand for and believe in Shall we stand and be dismissed?